In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to the Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode to the Road to Rediscovery. My name is Aubrey Johnson, and I'm your host. We are so glad to have you on the journey with us. For those of you listening for the first time, a special welcome to each of you. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life's lessons to learn and grow and uplift others who are struggling. My special guest is a Hungarian-born actress and coaches others to and through life-defining and transformational seasons of their lives. She lights the proverbial fire of inspiration and empowerment to those she works with. As a licensed drama therapist and licensed master of social work, she's strategic in the practical application of proven tools and methods. I'm so excited for us to hear more about her. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce Andrea Such. Andrea, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much. What an introduction. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, absolutely, for sure. So, Andrea, for the listeners, uh, can you please start us off by sharing a little bit about yourself and your upbringing, where you're from, and so forth? Sure. I was born in Hungary, Budapest, and uh, this October marked my 25th year in being in the United States. So that's a big number. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Significant. (laughs) Very much so. (laughs) So when I was born, ready for a bedtime story, when I was born, once upon a time, Hungary was socialist, or many would say communist, but Mm -hmm. it was socialist. The um, idea was becoming communist, but we didn't get to that point because all kinds of historical events happened and Mm -hmm. the whole Soviet Union broke up and the whole Nazi regime took over. I was born uh, as a daughter of a math professor father and a musician mother. So nice. it, good combination. It's a good combination. It left and right brain full on. I also I grew up with a three generational household. Because those of you who know European history, my grandparents' generation lived through two world wars. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. So three generational households were pretty common for mm-hmm. many reasons. A a woman back then got only six weeks off as maternity leave. So the kid either went to nursery school or grandma took care of the children. So in our I case, see. it was the grandparents. And eventually when my little brother was born, five years after me, we all moved into a larger apartment so we can all live under the same roof. Yet the primary caretakers were my grandparents. Mm, I see. Kind of have a strange relationship with my mom, sort of like a sister mother. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, my grandma was like mother. Sure, sure. Yeah. She was the matriarch of, uh, was the, matriarch. of, of the household. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, given the, uh, given the uh, trade and the skills and the background of, of your parents, how early in life did you have have a uh, an interest for acting or or started to 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 dabble in it a little bit i didn't my mom probably noticed that i'm very musical uh-huh 
So back in that era, it was a very, very famous children choir called the Hungarian Radios and Television's Children Choir. Uh-huh. So we were a bunch of cute kids between 6 and 14, and we were traveling, we did radio recordings, we had LPs, for those of you who still know what an LP is, you know, the ground thing that spins. And, yes. You know, yeah, that, that one. Uh-huh. So, Twice a week, we had recordings in the building of the radio. We had uh, uh, choir rehearsals. And we were all gathered in one central school because we were traveling a lot. So we had to satisfy academic expectations mm-hmm. at a higher speed so we could still travel and, um, and get all the knowledge that children our age should get. Right. So I did, my mom took me to the audition. I was five, and I got in. And then wow. I started to perform in the choir. Yeah, yeah. And you know, for me, it was like, yeah, I got in. You know, it's, that was my first experience. So, uh, how did it, it feel was, for you at the time? If I could ask, um, did it did it feel like, oh, this is this is easy stuff? I can get in, or did you feel like you really, really had to try hard, rehearse over and over again to get in? You know, the, one of the advantage was that it really, really taught us professional attitude and -hmm. professional work ethics. We didn't think about those things. This is what we were doing and we loved it. Oh, great. So it was a passion and it didn't feel like work. No, it didn't feel like work. We we Mm -hmm. adored it. It was beautiful music. And then after a while, somehow I started to be the moderator of the concert or they asked me to recite the lyrics of a song before we sang it as it's like a poem. I became one of the instrumental soloists. I was playing the violin. And uh, so I would say it wasn't acting per se, but it was definitely performing for an audience at a professional level on stage. So that was awesome. And that was from six to 14. Okay, from six to 14, that's a a good stretch, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at 14, um, I had to make a decision if I go full force with the violin or not. And the decision was not. So I started to be more interested in singing. I was uh, singing opera at first, since coming from a classical background. And uh, I really started to be interested in dancing. I started mm-hmm. to take dance classes. Right. And um, are you ready for a quick story? Love it. All right. So I was 16. And that was this actress who was a beautiful, famous actress in Hungary, kind of like the Hungarian Marilyn Monroe. Okay. A couple of years older than me, but not much, maybe five years. And my mom was her musical coach. So the person who helped her to learn the songs and whatnot. So... So we knew her. And the musical, uh, Some Like It Hot. You know that musical, yes, right? Yes, I do know that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, great yeah, musical. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a great musical. So she was in that musical, and she invited us with my mother, not only to come to the show, but then she invited us up to her dressing room in the break. Backstage? Backstage and up to the dressing room. Wow. 
I clearly remember everything. <laughs> Enter the dressing room, and she's yeah. beautiful, and you know, with mm-hmm. her perfect makeup and thick lashes, still wearing mm-hmm. a bathrobe. And it was like a dressing room with three stations, and she was sitting one closest to the window. And then her uh, dressing lady, Itushka, was her name, came in, and she said, "Susie, get dressed. Five minute warning." So we said our goodbyes, but before that, I looked at her. In the mirror and that fire you talked about yeah that fire in my belly with every single cell of my body was screaming i want this <laughs> that's a life-defining moment yes i was 16 right right two years later fast forward i did dance classes singing classes cha 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 two years later i'm uh, opening my first show which was kind of like a musical variety show and I look into the mirror, I'm putting on my fake lashes. Right. And I realize I'm not only in the same theater, I'm in the same chair at the same station. And then Itushka, my dressing lady, came in and said, Andrea, get dressed. It's five minutes warning. Really? Mm-hmm. Same room, same chair. Yep. Amazing. Amazing, in same theater. Is isn't it isn't it tremendous how how such tremendous change can happen in a short period of time? You know, now yeah. you were in that position. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so ever since some kind of because it wasn't the only time it happened a couple of times. So I started to think that what does it take to light that fire? Right. Not enough to say a mantra, or it's not enough to visualize it. Right. I had to want it with every single cell of my body. How to generate that feeling? You know? Yeah. Yes, yes. So uh, the answer is, I don't know, but I'm sure trying. And with my clients, Mm-hmm. Uh, we we are trying to generate that feeling, and you know I, I'm going to tell you a couple of tricks that you can uh, try at home later. Oh, great, um, wonderful! But I just want to stay in track with the question. So this is how it started, and then you know after the show, I'm just going to do bullet points. Right. So in this show, I was a dancer singer. Then I stayed at the same theater for over six years, and okay. we worked in a repertory style in Europe. We were playing different shows, not the same show right. like here on Broadway. So I was okay. in about, you know, eight different shows. I had about 40 performances every month because we had mm-hmm. a small stage, a big stage, a cabaret stage, a matinee, an evening performance. Uh, I started to do commercials. I started to do TV shows. I started right. to do shows. And then um, I got the opportunity to study in Vienna on a scholarship which was a musical theater school, which I did. Oh, great, and yeah. Then, yeah, and then fast forward again, I had an opportunity to come to the US and study at the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. And uh, I, I wanna tell you another story. It's short, but it's so cool. No, please do, yeah. Uh, sure. Okay, so I'm in New York, it's 91, and it's December, and it's cold. And I was yes. staying with my friend, uh, Amelia, uh, near 72nd Street. 
I wanted to go to the 72nd Street subway. And the wind literally blew me into a building. Oh, my gosh. Were you okay? I was okay. It was a beautiful building. It was in the Ansonia building. And I'm looking around, and I start to talk with the receptionist. And this is the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Mm. Every year, they had three days of audition. Okay. That was day one, that day. No way. Mm-hmm. It was a Wednesday. Andrea, this so, is meant to be. Yes, please continue. Crazy. Yeah, I know. So it was a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then they asked if I want to audition. I'm like, sure, why not? Yeah, I was clueless. Okay. So I was singing a Hungarian operetta from the Chardash Queen in Hungarian. And then I went to the library, which was right behind, you know, the Lincoln Center Library. And um, I took a short monologue from the musical Chicago from the South okay. Tango, And I learned it, it was very short, like a paragraph. And that's what I was doing. And then boom, I let it go. I'm like, oh, I'm such a cool, gutsy person. Like, I did it. Yay. Uh-huh. Two months later, I get a phone call in Hungary that, hey, this is Le- Leslie Robinson from the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. When would you like to start school? Interesting. I got you. I know. So wow. I was like, you know what? I really can't afford it. And she was like, we know. So our director talked to your director in Klagenfurt because I was doing Jesus Christ Superstar. And uh, we got really great feedback. We would like to offer you uh, a scholarship. So I didn't have to pay. I didn't get money, but I didn't have to pay. So, so you get a scholarship? Yeah. Oh, that is wonderful. Uh, I yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it seems like all the stars are lining up in such a way to where, you know, you can fulfill your dream and, and you know, reach your destiny. But I mean, it's not just a destiny, it's an amazing journey. Would, would you agree? Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes stars line up, sometimes they don't. It's part of the game. <laughs> no, that's true. But, but it's good to know that when they do, they do. And it gives me hope, looking yes. back at the track record, that, you know, when they line up, it's pretty cool. And when they don't line up, I just hope that they will soon. Well, yeah, I, I, I hope they will as well. And when they do line up, I mean, we learn to take the best, take the most of the opportunity, right? For those and times so when that, they do line up. Yeah. And you know, that, that, that was a big change for me. Oh, I'm sure it was. Continent. I didn't speak English. Do you know how hard it was to attend to a school with like broken English? So it mm. took, it had a lot of moving parts, right? So, and yes. I was breaking down because you know we're breaking it down with my clients too so an opportunity was given i said yes but then i did everything in my power to gather the skills that was necessary yes to succeed and make the best of it and make the best of it and then i was not attached to the outcome so it was kind of a nice uh balance of uh of knowing what I can do and then letting it go with playful curiosity. Yes. Yes. That's a, that's a very poetic way of putting it and, and, and very descriptive as well, Andrea. And uh, I, I, I love both stories. I really do. This is exciting. This is exciting. I'm, I feel like I'm almost in, 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 in the backseat 
going through the journey with you uh, in a metaphoric sense, you know? I have a question for you that I was really, really interested in learning from your background, from your experience, and your professional opinion. I, I truly would like to know your thoughts on this. So, you know, as, as humans, we have a lot of varied interests, right? And, and these different interests that we have, they can actually help navigate the directions that we move throughout life. I, I, I truly believe that. So um, uh, let's see, to try to put this into context, let me use an example. So let's take uh, the lead singer for U2, Bono, mm -hmm. right? So he's obviously had a passion for music that paved a great career for him and his band over decades. Right. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they were, they were inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame. Uh, but as a lot of us know, he's also very well known as an activist for world peace and justice. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that led him in another direction in his life. So uh, with that said, you know, I've, I've heard people say that, oh, we just compartmentalize, you know, and one interest or one quote compartment doesn't really relate to the other. Um, but on the other hand, I've heard others that say that these are just facets of our beings, you know, um, that, you know, all combined, they, they simply roll up to who we are. Um, what are your thoughts on one or the other, or maybe a combination of both? Uh, I, my opinion is the second one. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, look at so many people. Look at Einstein was a great violin player. Look at Brian May from Queens. He's a nuclear physicist or astro astrophysicist, you know? That's so it right. doesn't mean just, uh, actually, um, there is a program in um, Applied Positive Psychology at the University of Pennsylvania. And yes. one of the criteria to get into that program is you have to be proficient at more than one thing. Meaning proficient, not like, oh, I'm pretty good at it. Like Right, right. Yeah. So um, I think that, that, um, that we have so many talents and so many passions. And uh, I think that we play so many roles in life. Just take a piece of paper and write down the roles you play in your own life. Mm -hmm. I'm a husband. I'm a. I'm not me. You. But, you know, so I'm a wife. I'm a professor. I'm an actor. I'm a therapist. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a neighbor. I'm a friend. It's endless. So why do we have to pick one role in our career? I look at it that you know it's a big, beautiful soup. Like mm. we all the ingredients as our talents or passion and uh, how this soup comes together is a unique fingerprint it's a snowflake yes it has all the ingredients in it plus the recipe how we prepare it i am mm. a supervisor and a faculty advisor at fordham in columbia so working yes. with social workers social work students Right. My experience is when a student or a client or a human being, you know, whoever, you take your passion and you apply it in a very, very, very unique way to the field you're working at at this moment, Yes, it's a winner. And it's super fun for everybody. And it creates something mutated, right? 
right? That nobody else did before. Mm. And I think this this is a level of engagement or inspiration that is priceless. That is priceless. Because we all heard that that you have to learn the rules before you break it. So let's think about it another way. You okay. have to learn whatever you're doing before you put your spin on it. That's right. Right? Because it's yeah. not like breaking the rule. It's like I'm putting my unique stamp on it in a way that nobody did before. I did not create anything new per se. Mm-hmm. But that soup is unlike any soup anybody ever made before because I made it now this way, maybe with the same ingredients, yet it tastes different. I see. I see. That makes all kinds of sense. It really does. I'm glad you're not sick of my metaphors, but you know, I I think it's a really, really <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> like you know, if ten of us have the exact same ingredients, or you know, have you been at paint night ever? I'm sorry, have I paint night? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Well, it's super fun. So this is how it goes: you okay. go and you get the same paint, the same canvas, and you have to copy the same picture. Yes, I bet nobody. Nobody's picture looks exactly the same. Mm. That that's a great exercise to follow, and 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 it, and it really, it really gives you a message, right? Everyone puts their own spin on something, even if the task is the same across all people. Absolutely, and you know it depends on a lot of things. Like I'm a terrible painter. Like it's just. You know, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but, but however, it's fun to look at it that, you know, I do how I, I interpret it with my skills, mm-hmm. with the best I can, and it's super fun, you know, and you can, you know, bring a bottle of wine or whatever, you can bring your food, right. so it's a right. great, <laughs> I really enjoy it <laughs> with my friends and family. And when you, uh-huh. when you go on the internet and you look up paint night, and you will yes. see a group of people holding a painting, not two are the same. Yet we're copying the very same picture or the very same object. Yes, yes. And so what, what you propose then, Andrea, is they're not the same because each person adds their own, quote, flavor or yes. interpretation to it. Right. So they're not the same and they are the same. I see. So who's to say that one is wrong or right over the other, right? I think it's very subjective. You know, I might like one more than the other, but it's it's my subjective editorial opinion. Makes sense. No, that makes sense. And to me, that just speaks to the uh, individuality that really makes us special. Um, And, you know, where one person may have a weakness in some areas the other person may have those as strengths absolutely or more yeah. interest or more talent or more right. skill or more right. passion or we don't know what it's just different yeah i, I even put the label weakness or strength because um, according to the values in action strength survey we all have 24 in systemic and uh, if one is more like 
further from me, so to say, like, or on the bottom, not to politely state it. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. I don't have it. It just, it just means that it's not quite as close to me as the other. That makes sense. And when you just talked about the strengths and the 24, that reminds me of, um, well, I'm in, my background is talent development. And so um, there are core essential strengths uh, uh, evaluations that, that we take and we have our employees take to understand what are those 24 strengths and out of those, what are the top 10, right? Mm -hmm. um, that, that, that is mostly demonstrated, um, that we mostly demonstrate and that people mostly see in us. And, um, and, and yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense now, um, yeah. what you're saying and how that comes together, especially from a development standpoint. Absolutely. And you know what was really such a surprise to me? Yeah. When research showed that it's better to further develop your top strength versus work on your bottom strength. Yes, I heard the same thing. Mm -hmm. I heard the same thing. Yeah, you know, to, crazy, to, right? yeah to, just, to just hone and sharpen those, those, those strengths instead of, you know, instead of trying to, 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 to level up or improve the weaknesses and uh, man, it eludes me right now, but there was, yeah. there was substantial like language behind why that is uh, so much more of the recommended approach to take for your strengths over the weaknesses. Absolutely. And there are plenty of articles on it. So if anybody is more interested, you just put in character strengths and it's the V I A institute so i think it's via.org and they are free surveys people can take and a lot of really cool resources and like tons of research and also they invite us to use those tough strengths in different ways in mm -hmm. ways we never use like for example creativity is one of my top five right and the reason i went to paint night because i usually use my creativity in music and acting yes. writing so in yes. performing art and I'm like, okay, let me use my creativity painting. <laughs> you know, and would the mat put my painting on it? Well, probably not, but I had tons of fun and I, I applied my creativity in a different way. Or mm -hmm. uh, another way, one of my friends and I, it was her birthday, so I bought her a pottery class right, voucher. Right. So we went and we made pottery. It looked miserable, but we had so much fun. And we really enjoyed it, you know, like making that mug or I think we made like two vlogs and it, it's, and I'm still, I'm looking at it and my heart smiles. It was so much fun. Oh, so, it sounds fun. Yeah. So it yeah. was just like, how can you use your strengths in a different way than right. you are using it now? That is huge. And I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you, 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 you kind of framed it in such a profound way because uh, I believe, you know, if, if you have a talent for, let's say, the arts, there are many different artistic expressions, right? There are many different ways to express your artistic talents. Uh, how transferable or how do they translate, right, from one art to another? I think you just mentioned it, right, from playing music to acting. It's all performing. Um, and then, you know, switching it to painting or pottery. You know, there, there are some core strengths that you're taking with you from one art to the other 
that should be transferable or what, you know, that side of you that you would leverage to, um, to, to express yourself in that different art. What are your thoughts? Well, and I would even, I totally agree with it, even uh, take it a step further. How uh-huh. can you, how can you use those strengths when it's not art? Right, right. Uh, I was, I was the, um, one of the program directors in an Alzheimer's home. Mm-hmm. And we had the best nurses, lovely, caring. And all nurses mm. were trained in programming, right? Yeah. Because our approach was non-pharmacological. Like, how can we engage people uh, so they're engaged and, you know, without sedating them with uh, medication? Right. So all nurses were uh, trained in programming. And we encouraged them. What is your passion? Do you like to knit? Do a knitting group. Do you like to paint? Do a painting group. Do you right. like to play uh, bingo? Do that. Do you like to cook? Have a salad making group. Yes. Right? So those strengths, those passions, how can you take that passion and apply it to whatever you do for a living? Gotcha. Because it will do a couple of things. Uh-huh. You're going to have more fun. People are mm-hmm. going to be more engaged. Like if you're a professor, if you're an educator, um, I always put up like a poem or a picture to inspire my students or a quote or like, how can you customize it that, that the people you work with, they feel an authentic engagement, which is inspiring. Right. Right. And, and as a professor, I think it would be, you know, our responsibility to at least create the environment that fosters that result. That, that that manifestation it's always it's always a good idea if we can but even if we can't we still do that like people are not going to forbid you to put up a poem people are no. not going to forbid you to put up a pretty picture even on social media i mean look how beautiful when you're scrolling through and and you see a like mind i mean how engaged people are i mean that's yes. the beauty about social media and social media is just a tool. It's just a vehicle. And every vehicle right, right. can be used for, you know, so-called good or bad. So how can we use those passion and how can we use that power that, yes, we influence people. We influence people sometimes when we don't know we influence people. Think about it, that how many people influence you and they have no idea. Sometimes no. they have no idea you exist. Because maybe you were walking by a conversation, you overheard something, or you've seen somebody doing something, or you've seen a movie, or you've seen a show. Or, you know, it's like a million variables, how we get inspired. And most of the time, that person doesn't even know that we exist. Mm, That's true. And they could have been the primary reason for your inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure we all can come up with uh, events like that when we think a little bit. And, you know, maybe it's a great exercise. Tomorrow when you guys have coffee or tea, turn a little bit on it. Like, who inspired me? What inspired me? What, what was that fire in my belly that I felt in every single cell in my body? And it changed, it changed the trajectory. Mm-hmm. Or even the paradigm. I think there's at least one person in all of our lives that may have played that part 
and to your point, without them even knowing, right? Um, I, I've thought this for some time. I, I've had I've had multiple mentors, but a mentor, in my view, isn't always someone that you know and they know you, and you see them, you talk to them, um, you confide in them, and 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 that sort of thing. While you know that is an ideal mentor that you have that that personal um, look, feel, touch relationship you know, where you can, you can, you can talk to each other. Um, there are some people who play a mentor type role in, uh, in our lives that we may have never even met before, but for what they represent and what they stand for, and they may represent a direction in which you want to aspire to, right? Kind of like the, uh, the actress that, that you, you got to visit in her dressing room. You know, uh, and you know, she didn't mentor me per se. No, so I no. would call her an exemplar or a role model. Right, right. Yeah, and 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 there's there's those who play that role that you do know, and they know you, and then there's ones that you know of, you know, in society, where they may not know you, but. Absolutely. Yeah, but they've done or said something or live a certain way that to your point, changes the whole trajectory, okay? Absolutely, and sometimes it's a line in a movie. Like, I yeah. don't know about you, but when I was watching this later Star is Born, you know, with Lady Gaga? Yeah, 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 I saw that one. Great movie, yeah. And Bradley Cooper said that whenever you have something say authentically from your heart, people listen. Yes, he did say that, I remember, yeah. They don't know I exist. And it changed my whole, wow, like that was a real aha moment, right? Yeah. So they don't yeah. have to know that I'm, I'm here. It, it, <laughs> and how many times we listen to them, it, it's just endless. I would say most of the people who made a huge, huge shift mm -hmm. in my trajectory, we don't know each other. No. And of course, they are the true mentors, the two Yodas of my life whose wisdom and kindness and love is holding my hand through my journey. And of course I have, I'm very lucky to have a lot of those folks, but there are a lot of those people who, who it was just like a passing. It was just like a little wind of inspiration and, and it's yeah. both. And yeah. it takes forever. Yeah. A moment in time, but a profound moment nonetheless. Yeah, uh, that uh, that could have been quite pivotal in in your life, and and that's that's one thing I wanna I wanna just see that I can learn from you more about uh, about you, Andrea, and uh, as well as our listeners to learn more about you. Uh, we talked about that pivotal moment when you knew your heart's passion was to 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 act, to be an actress, when you were sixteen in the uh, in the dressing room. Um, of of the actress you you looked up to, and now um, I want to learn more about the transition, and 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 maybe maybe I'm using the word transition a little loosely. If I am, please please let me know. But <laughs> but but sh can you share with us the time when you realized, you know, and 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 felt your calling 
as a coach to inspire others? You know, what was it a defining moment or pivotal in your life, much like how it was when you were 16 in that dressing room? Um, you know, or was it like an epiphany that came over you? Or was this something that slowly was something that you evolved to over time? I don't look at it as transitioned. I look at it okay. as integrated. Gotcha. Because I'm still, um, I work as an actor. Mm-hmm. As uh, Andrea Such with S-O-O-C-H. So I did not stop it. I just uh, added this other layer to it. And actually, that moment was way before the moment at the theater. I was six. Oh. I, entered, I entered my elementary school, first class, and that was uh, Auntie Margit. Auntie, she was like 27, you know? Okay, okay. <laughs> she looked like Bridget Bardot. Like, imagine a mini skirt. We're talking about like early 70s. Oh, yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. Ministers and, you know, Texas hair with, like, cat eyes. And she was <laughs> right. like, that gorgeous. And she was <laughs> smart, and she was mm-hmm. kind, and she mm-hmm. was loving. And I yes. looked at her, and I said, I want this. Mm. And, you know, I do have a degree in psychology and education back from Europe. So I did go to grad school over there while I was right. doing the so I always had the two, maybe because of mom and dad, you know, I had the two at home. I always right. had the two. I was teaching all my life. I was teaching fitness, dance, theater, second grade, uh, you know, so it was more like an addition, not, not, a, not a track change. It was more like an integration. Okay. Uh, how it really came, to be honest with you, I had a very, very tough year in 2001. Horrible year. I do mm. not wish it on anybody. My father died. My husband died. Oh, I'm sorry. I lost all my jobs. It was just horrifying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody wanted me as an actor. So I'm like, okay, I can't do this. I, I need more control over it. I need to matter. No matter how I do it, but I need to matter. Exactly. So how can I do that? Because, you know, being an actor, it, it's, it's great and it's fun, but it's a lot about other people's judgment or evaluation right. of me am i the right puzzle piece right. am i for this role is there a role right now i'm fit for uh, i'm a 50 plus woman with a foreign accent you know it's not like um i can do every commercial out there you know so it really requires the perfect role for me to be cast in that role um but what do i do in the meantime mm. so i decided that i go back to um study psychology mm-hmm. I decided to go back to uh, a social work school I went to Fordham where I'm teaching now mm-hmm. <laughs> so weird the other day when we could still go on campus I was thinking about it wow you know a couple of years ago I was walking to my orientation now I'm teaching here it was very <laughs> I know it was really cool so I went yeah. back I got a degree while I was at it parallel I got a degree in drama therapy right not trauma, drama, like theater. Yeah, drama, yeah, drama. Uh So, you know, then I got my license as a social worker. I got my credential as a drama therapist. Uh, My passion is teaching, and probably that's why I'm operating as a coach in my private practice, not as a therapist. And I'm trained as a therapist, so we can Mm -hmm. handle when something comes up. You know, I'm, I'm trained to handle that, and, you know, I have the experience to handle that. But, you know, coaching is more like a teaching one-on-one, like figuring it out together. What I'm doing with the students at Fordham, like, how can we, how can we 
make the best out of the situation and what right. should be next step moving forward mm-hmm. towards our best possible self towards the big green and if something stands in the way what can be done about that so right. this is what i'm doing with the, uh, my clients too as a coach and i really really enjoy it i i get a lot out of it like i get as much out of it that they are getting out of me <laughs> so it's, really, it's, it's, it's a recharging you know it's, it's like such a circulation of inspiration right that I really enjoy that. I see. And you're giving them practical tools and uh, best practices to, mm-hmm. uh, to apply, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And I'm doing it um, using the tools of the theater. A lot of role plays, a lot of empty chairs, a lot yes. of projections, a lot of edits, a lot of the tools of psychodrama and drama yes. therapy. Yes, thank you. I was going to ask that very question, if there were any principles from your, your acting career um, that, that you apply to coaching, right? And, and, and those are definitely in line. Definitely. Oh, yeah, all of them. All of them. Wow. Like yeah. Creating a new role in your life is not much different than creating a role in a TV show, right? Right. I give the freedom from being me by playing a role, right? Right. So I allow myself to think a little differently, act a little differently, uh, have slightly different priorities. And then I rehearse that role, then I play that role, and then I put my own spin on that role. Like the soup. <laughs> it's exactly, it's, yeah, the soup is everything for me. Yeah. yeah. Like how yeah. many actors have you seen to play the same role throughout your life? Same show, same script, different yeah. actor. Yeah. It's different, right? It's because very different. Yeah. It's very different because the actor's interpretation is on that script to a point that sometimes it even surprises the writers and they're like, oh God, I like that. Oh, right. No, that's exactly right. And, and, I'm not going to say much about this. I just wanted to share this because I I am in lockstep with what you're saying, Andrea, because uh, I have a very brief background as, as, as an on-camera and voiceover talent. And so uh, I've, I've, I've had representation. I still do with voiceover now, but um, uh, in the past, ever since 2001, I had a lot of on-camera uh, 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 bookings, everything from print work to commercials, uh, to regional commercials, national commercials, uh, um, uh, extras, principals, I mean, the whole thing. And, and it's been a heck of a journey. Uh, it's been great, you know, and I've seen, I've seen like, uh, a version of a commercial to where me and a, and a group of, of people that I was with, participated in this commercial and then uh, some companies uh, after a couple years they want to refresh the commercial so to speak uh, where you know they they want to basically run the same commercial but with a different group of people and so you see yeah yeah you see that same commercial a couple years later but it's with different people uh, like a refresh and uh each person, even though, you know, sequentially and, and the way it's written on the script and the, uh, 
and the um, uh, storyboarding, it's the same, but because the people are different, they're delivering their flavor of it, you know, from each actor, from the background, from the extras to the principals. I, I just found that very interesting as you were saying that, 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 that came to my mind's eye of, of, of my brief experience. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And then think about it, how it changed the whole chemistry within the group. Yes. Oh, completely. Yeah. C completely changed. Right. And so it's like, like we talked about earlier, the stars aligning, you get the same, you get a certain group of people together and they create a chemistry. They create uh, just uh, that soup, if you will. And yeah. they <laughs> represent an ingredient and, and, and it's certain magic that's created just by virtue of the individuals and what each brings to the soup. Never again could that happen again, you know, yeah. be, because of the time, the moment in time, the people, and what they were tasked to do. And so, you know, does it make it any better or worse than another group of people at a different time? It's subjective, you know, but the whole point behind it is it's, it's, it's that type of magic that's brought from the ingredients each person brings to the soup. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Oh, no, thank you. And, and that was, you know, and that's what, that was my interpretation based off what I, what I've heard from, from you sharing with, uh, with me and the listeners. So Andrea, I have to truly, truly thank you for sharing that analogy and, and never, ever, never uh, be apprehensive to sharing a metaphor with me because I love metaphors. <laughs> Good that I'm a woman because you know I miss metaphor. We will never ever look at the soup the same old way again, right? No, never again. Yeah. Next time I have a bowl of soup, let me tell you, you're gonna come. To, you're gonna be the first one that come to mind, you know. And then each ingredient, well, that's gonna be different people and their talents. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am as well. And Andrea, this has been such a delightful conversation we've been having. And, and, and I can't thank you enough for, um, for sharing with us, you know, a glimpse of who you are and, uh, and, 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 you know, what you do and your background and so forth. Uh, There's some uh, amazing anecdotes that our listeners can definitely get out of what you've shared uh, with your story and with what you are doing to help others as a potentiality coach. So thank you for that. And uh, for the listeners, I want to just make everyone aware out there that if you want to learn more about Andrea Such, you can find her website at andreasuch.net or yourstrulyandrea.com. Is, 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 is that pretty accurate, Andrea? Is there any other methods? Yeah. I mean, or if, if you just put my name into Google, mm -hmm. then uh, it all comes up. I would gotcha. love to talk to you and we would work on your own soup. There we go. There we go. That's right. <laughs> so you can also search on Andrea Such. That's A-N-D-R-E-A-S-O-O-C-H. If you Google Andrea Such, uh, you'll find her. You can contact her and share your story with her. And, and share what you feel is missing from your soup. And she can help 
coach and guide you in the direction to make that soup exactly the way you want it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, okay, so now we are at the section I like to call Three for the Road. This is a segment called Three for the Road in where I ask my guests three kind of spontaneous short questions where uh, they're short yet somewhat thought-provoking, where we're looking for an answer in five words or less. Uh, do you think you're up for the challenge, Andrea? Absolutely. All right. Fantastic. Okay, great. So here we are. Three for the road. Question number one. Here we go. Fill in the blank. Whether we know it or not, we all have the natural inherent ability to make a difference. Very nice. Make a difference. I'm digging it. That's exactly right. Spot on, spot on. All right. Question number two, what has your passions and experiences in acting and coaching taught you most about people? That everything has a lot of moving parts. Mm. They sure do. <laughs> they sure do. And that's when life is just going normal, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Talking about right now. Yeah. 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 You mix you mix something chaotic in there and then the moving pieces jump up exponentially, I believe. Mm -hmm. So Okay, great, great. And question number three for three for the road. Name an actor or actress or even their character that you would have liked to seen or as or have had as a coach. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep? Mm-hmm. Tremendous actress. Mm. Tremendous. Amazing. Can learn so much from her. Yeah. Yeah. Can learn so much from her. Awesome. I, I, uh, I had the pleasure to actually meet her. You know what a stand-in is? Like a person who like standing the light. So I, I was I, do. I was her standing in, in the movie. It's complicated. So I had the pleasure to spend ninety days on set with an no. amazing Yeah, so imagine if your day job is to watch Meryl Streep seventeen hours a day on the monitor. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh my god is right. I'm still Andrea. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> How did you contain yourself? I mean, during, you know, having that opportunity and then. Uh, well, okay. Last studying year, her. So the first time yeah. I meet her, we are on set and we wearing identical bathrobes, right? Yeah. And, you know, we're pretty much the same height, same hair color. Mm -hmm. So she comes to me and she <laughs> gives me her hand. Hi, I'm Meryl. And all I could say is that <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't even introduce myself. It was a surreal out of body experience. It was just so amazing. And then you know, oh. you you it, it was amazing. It it was just really the best hands-on masterclass I ever took. And everybody, everybody in that cast and crew is just like Yeah. It was amazing. Amazing. What an experience, Andrea. What an experience. No one can take that away from you. And I'm sure you, you, you've learned an immense amount of just not even just acting, but of life 
in uh, in watching and studying her for those 90 days. Um, an amazing, amazing artist and an amazing, amazing human being. Just really extraordinary. I, I feel so blessed that I had this experience. You know, um, we all have our impressions of, of who we think people are when we see them on TV or in their characters, or maybe not in their characters, but on TV. But, uh, you know, no matter what those impressions are that we have of those people, none of it compares to when you truly authentically meet them face to face in the same room, such as you have. And for you to make that a testament to her as a human being for something that I already felt at, that she is as a human being, um, that just that just solidifies and confirms what my thoughts originally were of her um, from the limited, you know, exposure I've seen of her on, on the screen. So thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening to my stories and metaphors. <laughs> hey, if it's two things I love, it's stories and it's metaphors. My listeners can tell you, I mean, even in my solo episodes, I always draw some sort of visual metaphor analogy or example so I can listen to those all day and I can listen to your stories all day they, they, they were very very tremendous so uh, thank you and on behalf of the listeners I, I thank you for sharing those stories Andrea thank you it's my pleasure thanks for having me awesome for sure yeah it's been our pleasure for you coming on the show as well and like I said for our listeners, if you'd like to reach out to Andrea, uh, we will have all of her info uh, in the episode show notes, including a link to her website, yourstrulyandrea.com and andreasuch.net. Um, and like she said, you can just Google Andrea Such and find her information as well. So thanks for tuning in and listening. If you haven't done so yet, I invite you to subscribe via Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your favorite shows. And please feel free to leave a rating and a short review. We're all roadies on this journey of life, and it sure feels good having you with me. Thanks again for listening, and we'll chat again soon. The Road to Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.